Chapter 12 of The Silver Bear. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Campbell Shelp. The Silver Bear by Edna Adelaide Brown. Chapter 12 The Last Saturday. Every Sunday morning Mr. Merrill gave Lucy half a dollar for the next week of the vacation school, and every Sunday morning Uncle Dan dropped another down Dora's back. She did not like to feel it going down, but since it pleased Uncle Dan to do it, Dora felt obliged not to wiggle more than she could help. But she always shook it out as soon as possible. One day when they reached the Lincoln School, the children found the other girls and the teachers feeling quite disturbed. Some rough big boys had come into the playground and thrown over the tables and the benches and broken the supports to the little slide the little children liked. That day everybody had to sit on the grass, either to sew or to make baskets. Miss Chandler said she would have the seats and tables mended, but it was hard to find anyone to do it. All the carpenters were very busy. That night Dora told Uncle Dan what had happened. At the time he did not say anything. But Dora was not a bit surprised when Uncle Dan came next morning to the vacation school. "'I heard you wanted a little help,' he said to Miss Chandler. "'My boss has let me off for an hour or so to see what I can do for you.' Miss Chandler was delighted to have him help, and Dora felt extremely proud of Uncle Dan. He did not speak either to her or to Lucy, but went to work repairing the damage the big boys had done. He set up the tables and nailed the benches together, and then he looked at the supports for the slide. It would not do to patch them up, because if they should break while the little ones were playing, somebody might be hurt. Uncle Dan put in two new posts for the side. "'I am very grateful to you for coming,' said Miss Chandler. "'I tried everywhere to find somebody to mend the things, but every man I asked said he could not do anything until next week.' It means a great deal to the children to have it done so soon. Now just send your bill to the Improvement Society, and I will see that it is paid. There won't be any bill, said Uncle Dan. My two little nieces are here, and you do enough for them, so I guess it won't hurt me to drive a few nails for you. Miss Chandler looked quite surprised. Thank you very much, she said, and then she held out her hand. Uncle Dan took it solemnly and lifted his cap as he went away, but as he passed Dora he winked at her. It had been part of the fun that they should pretend not to know each other, but most of the girls knew Uncle Dan and quite envied Lucy and Dora because he had come to make things right at the playground. By this time the cross-stitch spread was finished and it was really beautiful. All the teachers said so. Dora had sewed two of its long seams and done them very nicely indeed. Now she was making a dress for her doll. Lucy's Indian robe was completed, even to the fringe, and she was practicing for the Indian dance her group was to give. Never were six weeks so short before. The girls could hardly believe it when they realized that the vacation school was almost over. All their work was to be on exhibition, and then would follow the dances and a play by the older girls. All the fathers and mothers were invited, and Miss Chandler sent a special invitation to Uncle Dan, because he had mended the broken tables. But Uncle Dan and Father Merrill did not have time to go to the entertainment. Only Mrs. Merrill. 
Lucy wore her Indian dress because she was to take part in that dance, and she put on her coral beads. They seemed quite suited to the occasion. Dora wore a white dress and white stockings and black slippers. She also wore a blue sash and arcturus. All the girls in the Swedish dance were to be dressed in white, and when they reached the school they would be given pretty colored headdresses. Quite a crowd had gathered that last Saturday afternoon. The baskets and the two bed covers and the dolls' dresses and baby clothes were spread on the tables for the visitors to look at and admire. Each girl wanted her mother to see what she had made. Some of the children had done modeling in clay, and were feeling very proud of their work. Mary Barrows had made a flash sort of picture of her little sister, and it was so like a baby that Miss Chandler showed it to all the ladies and gentlemen who had come to the exhibition to see what the children could accomplish in the vacation school. Mrs. Merrill looked carefully at the spreads. Dora pointed out the squares she had cross-stitched or outlined, and the long seams she had sewed, and also the clothes Lucy had made for her doll. Mrs. Merrill felt glad she had taught the children to sew. She liked the tiny ducks Dora had made from clay. They looked as though at any moment they might quack themselves away. When all the mothers had looked at the sewing and the baskets and clay figures, they sat down on settees to watch the entertainment. First came Lucy's Indian dance, with all the girls dressed in their fringed robes and decorated with strings of beads. No one but Lucy wore a coral string, and Dora thought it looked very pretty. After the Indian dance, the older girls gave their play. They had practiced it inside the schoolhouse, and none of the children had yet seen it, so everybody was interested to sit on the grass and watch. It was an outdoor play, and told how a little girl named Hope wandered off and met a bluebird, who was just going to wake the flowers and plants in the spring. Hope went with him and saw him call the different growing things, first the useful plants like wheat and corn and sugar and potatoes, and then the different flowers, the violet and forget-me-not and daisy and apple blossom. Each was represented by a little girl who came and talked with Hope and the bluebird and ended by reciting a poem. The bluebird was very funny in some of his remarks, advising the apple blossoms not to rent any nests to the English sparrows because they were so dirty and quarrelsome, and thinking he might take one himself since the rent had not gone up since the previous spring, when it was to eat all the cankerworms and let the bees alone. The potato was comical, too, because she was so discouraged with the way inexperienced people planted her too deep, and with all the bugs that sat on her leaves and tasted them. The audience liked the play. It was funny and bright, and yet there were things that made you stop and think, as when the forget-me-not said she was going to cover all the battlefields of Europe with a pretty blue carpet, so that men would remember not to start another war. Next came Dora's dance, and she left her mother and Lucy and ran to the place Miss Chandler wanted the girls. The dance was very pretty, and Dora and Amy Connor danced alone before the others. Dora was pleased that she could do this, for she thought her mother would like to see her. Mrs. Merrill did like to watch her, and she also thought that Dora did it better than any of the other girls, better even than Amy. Dancing seemed to come very easily to Dora. Some of the other people thought so, too, and when the girls had drilled and marched and the entertainment was over, they told Mrs. Merrill how well Dora had done. Mrs. Merrill liked them to say so, but she thought it of more importance that Dora could sew nicely. The Village Improvement Society had a surprise for everybody who had come to the last Saturday. Ice cream cones appeared, for the visitors as well as for the children. This made a nice ending for the vacation school. 
after the cones were eaten the people began to go home but dora begged her mother to wait a moment she was extremely anxious to show arcturus to miss chandler this was the first time arcturus had come to the vacation school and he came only because dora wore her best white dress and was in one of the dances mrs merrill said she could not wait because she must go home to get supper but that she would walk slowly mrs soames was going her way dora might show the bear to miss chandler and she and lucy could overtake them dora had to wait several minutes for miss chandler who was talking to some visitors but finally her chance came well dora said miss chandler turning to her at last it is good-bye isn't it but i hope to come to westmore again next summer and dear me dora you'll be nine years old then and i can't have you in my group perhaps you could take the second group next summer dora suggested perhaps i could laughed miss chandler we've had such a good time together haven't we miss chandler put an arm about dora and then she saw arcturus what a darling silver bear she said did somebody bring him to you from switzerland she turned arcturus over and saw his pretty green eyes dora was looking down at the bear i wanted you to see him she said mother lets me wear him only once in a while because he must never be lost miss perkins says all the silver bears she saw in switzerland had red eyes she never saw one before with green eyes miss chandler did not say anything at all she looked at arcturus and she looked at dora and then she looked at lucy who had run up to say good-bye and to tell dora it was time to go home End of chapter twelve recording by campbell shelp